This is Mastermind, Pablo Lee's Mastermind Podcast number 366. Today is the 17th of February, uh, 2022, and we're glad you're all here. Press star six and one to get in the queue. I uh, apologize for the uh, rough sledding to begin with. We've got a pretty good crowd already. Um, and as Jim always says, welcome, uh, superb, fantastic, uh, outstanding and amazing and all the other adjectives in the world, uh, investors and uh, agents all over the country. We appreciate you being here. These calls are for you, and I heard Bruce wisely say that, you know, it's what you guys want to talk about. We do have a couple of people in the queue. Uh, Bruce, do you have anything else you want to add while you're recovering for me there? Uh, no, uh, that's going to be all. I, I will um, give my gentle plug and reminder that next week um, we're kicking off a series uh, called The Agent DNA. And uh, it's going to be heavily geared toward those of you who do have real estate licenses, which I realize is not everyone on this call and all of our subscribers. But let me tell you guys something um, just about this is a little teaser for that class. And it is free for all of our subscribers is uh, this this class is really for anyone who's running a small business and relies on customers. So I might call it the agent DNA. And it might be slightly more geared toward those that, that are real estate agents. But if you are an HVAC tech, if you have uh, any service at all, I could go down the list of different types of services that you might offer. If you have any service at all, it's for you. And it's essentially what um, I uncovered as the five fundamental elements of any service-based business. And if you don't focus or give some attention to each of the five areas that I'm teaching next week and in the months ahead, um, you're going to always have holes in your business. And that's that's really what we're talking about. So next week's kind of the intro class to that. And then um, we'll move forward after that with um, uh, probably five or six additional classes before we recycle and start it all over again. So if you can make it next week, please do. Um, I'll send a reminder email to uh, email out to everyone that's on our list. Uh, with an opportunity for you to sign up for that. Awesome. And I'm, having gone over the subject matter that Bruce is going to be covering in this, I can tell you that it will be useful for you no matter what you do for a living. But uh, while it is pointed directly to what Bruce said, uh, the value proposition here is good. And one of the things that Bruce always brings to the game is a very insightful approach, almost your mental game uh, approach to getting a lot of this stuff done. and. Uh, you'll certainly benefit from this. And again, uh, the cost is right, and it's part of what we provide is high value. So we look forward to having that be there. Chuck, you want to chime in on anything before we get rolling, bud? No, I just think that uh, I mean I've had a number of, of conversations in the in the coaching calls, and you know definitely those trainings that Bruce is putting on are paying off dividends for many of our subscribers and touching base with them and and you know we've had opportunities to tweak it based on their local market how they respond to the approach and working directly with the individuals um you know getting good at making these calls and having conversations specifically for the the probate leads that we offer uh the classes that we have here are are fantastic and they're they're working very very well mm -hmm. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we've got people in the queue. We're going to go ahead and get started. 
Uh, we'll begin with the last four digits of your phone number are 0055. Go ahead. Hey, fellas. Nice to be with you here today. Uh, a question that you've probably heard a million times. I apologize. I haven't been uh, on some of the calls recently. So sorry if this is a, a call that I've been asked recently. Otherwise, it's just a refresh for everyone. But um, and I, uh, I blame myself. I really haven't done enough with following up with attorneys. And I'm looking at some leads and I'm like, you know what? This is, and you're usually dealing with the executors, and I'm like seeing these attorneys that where they're the executors. So I've just got to get off my butt and just start reaching out to these guys. Wonder if you guys can give me some, uh, some things to say. What's your script? What's the and what's the follow up look like when you know there's a few attorneys that are, you know, getting some business that uh, would would make a difference to you if you can get in with them. And uh, I guess I'll shut up and let you guys answer the question. Yeah, uh, it's Michael, I assume, right? Hey, yes, brother. Yeah, I thought I, I, I was like, I know that voice. So um, you're calling attorneys. Uh, the biggest thing is is, is uh, you, you want to just tell them that you're um, you are an agent or an, or an investor um, for the sake of everyone else that's on the call um, that works heavily with um, families that are in probate. Um, you'd like to um, have a quick sit down if they have. 20 minutes over a coffee or a lunch and uh, share a few of the things that you're doing and a few ways that you might be able to bring them business. That's going to be the biggest thing. Um, I, I want to uh, take 20, 30 minutes over coffee or, or, or lunch, um, see if maybe I could um, find out about your business and share a few things that I'm doing and see if there's any way that I could potentially bring you value and business. Um, they're not all going to take that offer but um but but a lot will i mean they got to eat lunch they're probably grabbing grabbing coffees anyway um i would uh make i would gear it toward what you can bring them though instead of what they can bring you and why they should refer you business and then when you sit down um once you're face to face with the attorney you're gonna um, say you know i don't um i do not want this to be a one-way street where i'm constantly begging you for business I want this to be a two-way street where I can provide you and your clients a lot of value and hopefully even bring you clients that you wouldn't have had a chance to meet otherwise. What I'm doing with that statement is I don't want this to be a one-way street where you send me business. I want it to be a two-way street is I'm focusing the attention, again, back on what I can give to them, but um, sort of subconsciously reminding them that it should be a two-way street. I'm not saying send me business, but I'm really saying, send me business. Um, I'm just making sure that the main portion of that focus goes on to what I can do for them. Sure. And of course, it helps when you already have like two or three or four or whatever names and addresses that, you know, so when you have that, does that ever roll off your tongue? Do you ever say, listen, run the reasons why I'm calling is because, you know, you know, I, this is what I do. I've I'm, I, I'm aware that Mary Smith is whatever at 123 Main Street. Do you ever, in your that initial conversation, let them know that, hey, I'm I'm a professional with knowledge of that you're all doing this matter. So they don't think like, okay, so they don't get to back out and say, oh, no, that's not me, or I don't do that. Or you, you've given them a specific name and an address, maybe more. 
Uh, do you ever throw that into the initial pitch? So personally, no. I'm not going to tell you because I, I, I guarantee there's going to be a handful of people that disagree with me on this and could give examples of how it worked. But, um, but I'm not going to do that. It's the same reason that I don't tell the PR, um, hey, I know that Jane Smith died and that was your mom. Um, I don't go into all the detail of everything that I can see. I, I frame myself as a general probate, um, and, and again, don't, not again, but don't use the word expert, a general probate um, um, uh, provider, okay? And using the word expert with an attorney is a quick way for them to shut you down. <laughs> they're the ones that went to law school for this. Um, we're just providing a valuable service to families and attorneys that handle probate, um, kind of help make their lives a little bit easier. And I'm not going to mention the estate that they're that they're working on. Um, they don't need to. They don't need to know that I that I know those things. I'm just going to talk about the general service I provide and see if there's a way that we can kind of make a two way street here where we both get some value. Sure. And so, one thing I want to kind of disclose to you that I live in a state where uh, probate's really not that complicated. Um, uh -huh. Sometimes I've made calls in the past. It's uh, it's whether I know probate or not. It's kind of a new issue. Many times as an investor, I deal with an executive, bring them down to the local title hey. company. There's so, there's so little to do that I have them just hold them by the hand, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's on the estate questionnaire, and there's not much. So I was wondering, if, knowing that it's a little bit like of a, well, you don't offer that much because over here, you know, it's not that big of a deal, and it's very quick uh, process. It's not a, you know, I, I was I was listening to some of the, uh, rules and regulations and the hoops you want has to go through in Florida. I'm like, wow, this is a lot of work. You know? This mm -hmm. is uh, this is like so limited. So I'm sharing this with you so you can give me some personal guidance on. All right, so if you're, this is not that big of a deal. Like, you know, I've got that website with that phenomenal um, service hub. Is there something that mm -hmm. you, or is that when you sit down, do you do you show up with the you know trifold brochure? Or do you just print out that service hub? Because I want to communicate how above and beyond uh, what any other realtor or what the attorneys themselves are doing for the, these, the, the, the executors of these clients that, you know, how, how I can, you know, exceed that and, uh, yeah. and provide some phenomenal service. Uh, but, and, you know, and I know you can hear my voice that I, you know, I'd really like to serve these people and, sh and demonstrate and help them in every way and make the attorney's job very very simple and have them work less and like but i just i feel it's the it's the pitch to get in that meeting that's the that's the that's the first hurdle i got to jump through and then the second is we can talk about what to say once you're sitting across the table whether so, it's a powerpoint i think that or... i think that you're probably trying too hard on the attorneys and before i go any further let, let me um i'm just going to bring up uh to my partners that someone's messenger is um is on full volume and it, it dings really loud um so the uh now moving into what um what you're going to say you want to make sure less is more when you're on the phone less is more um have you ever had a conversation with someone and the more they explained and described and pitched and worked on selling the 
whatever they were offering, the more they they talked and tried to pitch that, the um, less confidence you had in them. Um, and I think we've all been there. We've had people that over-explained what they did and just sort of lost us. So when you're getting the appointment, less is more. This is what I do in one or two or three sentences. Um, I'm wondering if we could sit down for a coffee in the next um, one to two weeks, uh, 20 minutes. Just uh, hear more about your business, what you specialize in. Um, find out if there's any way that I can either support you or bring you clients, period. They're either going to say yes or no. If they say no, you find another way to follow up with them at some point in the future. If they say yes, that's the appointment. If they say no, move to the next attorney. Um, once they've said yes, though, and that's really just a two-minute conversation, three minutes maybe, once they've said yes, now you're in, in front of them, you can bring a printout. That's totally fine. It's personally not my style to bring a bunch of printed material because I'm not there to pitch them. I'm there to hear what they do, what they specialize in, and find out if there's someone that I would like to refer clients to. That's the At least that's the way that I present myself at the appointment. So, yes, I'm bringing a notebook, but it's not so that I can pitch. I want them to pitch me. Okay, I want them to tell me what it is that they do because I deal with a lot of uh, families that are going through the probate process. A lot of them don't have an attorney. I'd like to find out if uh, if what you do might be a fit for um, a fit with me, a fit with the clients that I work with. Okay, and then at the end, I don't want this to be a one-way street where I'm begging for business from you. That's not what this is about. Of course. I love referrals. I love working with families that have real estate to sell or real estate to clean out or repairs and maintenance. I love that. But this should really be a two-way street where I bring you value and business first. Okay, so you're going to interview them and find out um, what they do, how many clients they can handle, um, what their process for, for being referred to a client looks like how they like to be connected with clients, different things like that. And um, and then I don't spend a lot of time saying, please send me business. That's not what that meeting is about. It's about establishing rapport and credibility. And, uh, and, and, and then just realize that one meeting with an attorney is not going to uh, turn the faucet on. You're not going to have a, uh, they're not going to call you the next day and say, Hey, I got somebody for you. So every now and then that happens uh, for me. It's really all about building that connection first. And then a couple of weeks later, a month later, I'm going to call them again, find out how their business is going. Hey, do you want to grab a drink? Hey, do you want lunch? Hey, do you want breakfast? Hey, do you want coffee? I'm going to, I'm going to try to get that second meeting at some point. And normally it's after the second meeting where referrals start to come in. Um, and it may be from time to time, it may be at, um, after you've referred them a piece of business or maybe you've connected them with um, with a, a prospect that doesn't have an attorney, whether they get the business or not. Now you've given them something of value. Now they're more likely to bring value back to you. Okay. As far as the simplicity of the probate process, don't sweat that. Uh, the probate process is relatively simple from our perspective. Um, different states have different amounts of complexity in the actual probate and the estate settlement process. Uh, Jersey might not be that complex. 
What we do, though, centers around real estate. And that's, this, is, this is how we describe it to our, our prospects, how we describe it to the attorneys. The attorney's the expert when it comes to the legal aspect, when it comes to the paperwork, things like that. That's not us. We manage real estate. Uh, we can help manage real estate if a family's trying to keep the property and transferring title. We can manage real estate if they need to help sell. We can manage maintenance, repairs. We can manage personal property cleanout, estate sales. Anything that centers around a property, we can take care of any and all of it. A part of the value that we give our consumer, our prospect, is also connections to attorneys, accountants, kind of the white-collar people. But when it comes to our job, doesn't matter what state you're in, our job focuses and centers around helping with either belongings at real estate, maintenance at real estate, or selling or transferring real estate. So it's all focused around the house, uh, around the property. And that does not change from one state to the other. Our focus is always going to be around real estate needs, even if it doesn't involve a sale. Michael, are you squared away, bud? Yeah, Bruce is in the zone. I can't wait for the recording of this. <laughs> that was great. Right. I really appreciate it. It was really, really yeah, was a lot really of good. gems in there. Bruce. I can't write that yeah, fast, Bruce, I'm looking forward to the recording. Okay, Bruce, <laughs> I have a question. The recording. Yeah. Did you, Bruce, did you, and I, I was sorting one thing out while you were doing this. Did you mention to Michael about, you know, instead of trying to worry about how to get through the door buying time? Uh, yeah, you could. I did not mention buying time. You can mention that, though. I never have, but uh, but I know some people have. <laughs> so, Michael, one of the things I, I, we often say on these calls is that if you're having challenges getting through to a busy family attorney and you really want to get this sorted out, a very easy way to do that is to simply buy an hour of their time. That's what attorneys. That's that's their. You know, that's what they have to sell. And uh, if you sort your list and you find that. Out of you know 500 people on your list, the same family as a law attorney is showing up you know 17 times out of that 500, uh, or more than that. You'll likely find even more than that. That's a person that you definitely want to go see, and it it would be worth your time at least once to go sit with the top guy or gal on your list and get in front of them by buying an hour of their time and basically say you know I want to come, I want to learn. I'm here to learn and, uh, you know, go pick their brain for that hour. Go buy that hour of time and approach it with a notepad in hand and a lot of questions. If you want to take your brochure, that's fine. And you can tell them all the things that you've done to get ready to do this, what you're trying to do for a living. And, you know, like I said, you're there to learn and uh, all that sort of thing. And I think you'll find a pretty receptive audience if you're willing to put some put some money on the table. And it may be worth your time to do that. So that's a way to get in if you're having trouble getting past the gatekeeper, uh, you're not bribing them, you're buying time. So it's worth doing. I think that's another brilliant idea. Let me ask you a question regarding that. Um, I really like how you phrase to the attorney that you're there to learn. Um, can you give me one or two questions that you, you know, would ask them so that they're sure. that they would be like you're you're really here to learn and wow that's a really good question. Sure. So so you know one of the one of the first ones is 
you know, you're in their you're in their local market. One of the main things that you want to know is how long does it take to get probate closed in this marketplace, and what are the what are the big stumbling blocks to that? You know, what are you what do you find? Because remember, your attorney the attorney's objective objective here is to get it closed quickly, and uh, if he can anything that that he asks you or tells you takes a long time to do, as he's telling you that. See if there's anything that he can tell you that will allow you to open the door and say, well, here, that's great. That's one of the things that, you know, my XYZ program handles. You know, if he tells you, well, one of the biggest issues that you've got is the the challenge of getting the people's furniture out of the house if there's a house to be sold. Uh, well, you've got a clean-out crew that does that. Not only that, they do estate sales. They handle, handle getting it done. Uh, helping the estate get money back uh, if the stuff is value and is taken to sale. A lot of different things you can say there. And it just becomes a conversation at that point. And, you know, you're an engaging guy, so it's really nothing more than just having that conversation. But that's a high-value high proposition right there because that's the main thing that if you know that and he, he or she is the person who's handling the majority of them, that's invaluable information because the very next person that you talk to say, well, you know, on average in, in our county here, it's taking about, uh, you know, four and a half months to get probate through unless, and the unless is now you've got the keys to the castle. You said, unless, you know, there's the things that I can help you with can get that done quicker and get you more access to money sooner. And that's a great way to go do that. Michael, I'm going to, we've got other folks in the queue. I appreciate your calls. They're always good. You ask insightful questions. I'm going to Need to move on here, okay? Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. All right. Super. Our next call is from last four digits in your in your number are six nine two one. Six nine two one. You've been waiting patiently, and you're from Virginia. Hey, no problem. I appreciate it. All right. What's that? So uh. I I was hoping that this isn't too off base, but I kind of wanted to see about asking some questions in reference to the uh, the new pre-probate leads that are, are going to be uh, rolling out. Far away. Yeah, so I wanted to get in a little bit of an idea on what type of a, a marketing budget we should be planning out for something like that. Um, is it something that, you know, I know the uh, – current probate leads can kind of go either way where you can do, you know, calling, texting or whatever, and also uh, maybe do the direct mail. And, and you guys usually are leaning more towards the direct mail, but um, would I need to kind of have the same type of budget for the pre-probate? Uh, are you, are you recommending no calls or texting on those uh, more so only the, the direct mail or. So let me ask you a question. Let's start with this. Are you, Approaching this as an investor or as an agent? Investor. Okay. So I'll ask you a question. What is your main objective in, in, in getting this data? And I'm not being facetious, but, you know, why do you want to get this data? I like to buy a house. There you go. And, and so obviously the issue there is what is the – quickest, fastest way you can talk to somebody who potentially is going to put you in a position to be able to do that. And and to start that, you got to find the right person. 
Let's talk briefly about what's in the in the leaves themselves. Preprobate is certainly different than probate, and the reason for that is that we don't know at the point it becomes a preprobate. It's hit our radar. Uh, it's come from a number of resources. It can be, you know, published notices of death or anything else. And our approach is to make sure that you're not, and and very specifically, that you're not going to approach this from the standpoint of being a predator and, uh, uh, you know, you're really there to help. So the whole idea here is that trying to give you a, a methodology that puts you in a position of being relatively top of mind when that circumstance occurs. And uh, as these leads come in, <clears throat> you'll find that some of these leads are days old or they can be days old uh, you know, as much as, you know, 30, 45 days old, depending on the cycle of time in the month that they're collected, but they're fresh. Most of the time, there's not a PR been appointed uh, unless it happened to be someone who's named in the will. And, you know, they may not have even had a reading of the will yet. So there's a lot of stuff up in the air. Um, you can certainly call. You can certainly send letters out. It would be my advice to you is to do as much as you can to be in as many places as you can to be seen as often as you can by the people that we're giving you, and we're giving you the most likely errors uh, as part of the data set. It is not a, an inaccurate science. I mean, let me rephrase that. It is an inaccurate science in that we have to, to guess, and we've been doing it a while, and so we think we're doing a pretty good job of determining who the people are that we give you, but... Um, there are there's a lot of bodies in there to talk to. So I would suggest take the first couple, three, as many as four. We default the original mailing side of this to four. On probate, we default it to one. You mail to one person. In this, you potentially could mail to four of them. You may want to do a postcard mailing and then follow up on that mailing with a phone call. But a lot of it has to do with your budget and what you can afford to spend and what the value is of getting an opportunity to, to get an agreement in place with someone who may need to get that done quickly and, and finding a way to work with them to get that through probate fast or to get it carved out of the probate, to be able to get it sold, get a, get a grip on that property so that you're kind of first in line to make that happen. That's the value of pre-probate. Bruce, would you chime in on that, Chuck, as well? Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, chime in. Um wholeheartedly agree with what Tim just said. Uh, I'll go back to the original question is, uh, do we recommend mailing and not calling? And um, the answer would be no, we absolutely want a phone call. Um, I'm probably not going to tip my hand as to the exact um, genesis of my call. So I'm not going to say, hey, I read in the newspaper um, that, uh, that you just lost so-and-so. Um, not going to say that. I'm going to treat it a little bit more like um, maybe someone would as a circle prospecting call. Um, investors might not know circle prospecting. It basically just means that you're you're um, circling around an area, um, calling, asking about um, real estate needs. So I would uh, call and say something like, um, "Hey, you know, I'm just checking. I'm looking for um, the owner of one two three Main Street. It looks like um, that was either um, that was either is either yours or in your family. Is that correct? Okay, and I'm not going to say somebody died. 
but I'd find out if they have an interest in that property. If I get a yes, um, do you mind if I take a quick second to tell you kind of what uh, what I was calling for? And then you can go into the rest of your call. But I, I'm, I'm generally on this one, uh, not mentioning that I know that uh, their loved one just died. The other thing so, is that if yep. you're going to be sending out mailers and sending out postcards, this is a great time to make sure that on your postcard, uh, because you're not talking, you're not talking to them on the phone, you may in, end up wanting to be a bit more direct on the card and, and also to have a QR code on that that will bring them back to a page or pages on, particularly on your website that refer to the services that you provide for people in that situation without, you know, calling them out for it. Make sure that the link takes you back to a page that says, you know, potentially you've just lost a loved one and here's all the problems and build around that. And uh, one of the things that we're going to be providing for folks that have uh, the all the leads credibility websites is a specific landing page specific for pre-probate. So we're going to be making sure that we provide that for you. And if you're going to do the postcard mailings or a regular letter mailing, regardless, in both cases, you really need to take the QR code and bring them back to the specific page on your site that touches on the fact that it's early in the process and, you know, be sensitive to the fact that there's grieving happening and that these are the times where the family's challenges often are dealing with financial issues and the fact that you have the ability to, with our uh, advanced program in cash advances, be able to provide immediate access to funds for people in the family, particularly if there's a will that names specific people in the in the family and there's money to be found, the folks that we work with can easily help find a way to advance cash there. So you have a lot of things to talk about. Chuck, you have anything to chime yeah. in with that, bud? Well, I think, you know, Bruce and I, we've, we've been discussing the different conversations and how to approach the, the pre-probate leads, and he shared exactly what, what we've come up with as, as the approach. And, and really, it, it boils down to the basics, you know, to repeat what we've been saying, that a deal is going to come out of a conversation, and that's ultimately what we're looking to, to create is the opportunity for the conversation in any of our marketing. So we either have the opportunity to put value in their hands via the mail or initiate that conversation directly. I think based on the timing of the data and the approach that Bruce was talking about, that's going to limit the ambulance chaser reaction. It still may elicit someone to, to get emotional and see through why you're calling, but you have that opportunity to express that we offer solutions for people looking to sell real estate of which inherited properties, tired landlords, you know, maybe the house needs more repairs than they're willing to invest in. Those are, those are ways that we're able to help people. Do you have a house that you're considering selling if we were able to bring you an acceptable offer? You know, that type of thing. And so absolutely you want to be uh, picking up the phone and reaching out to these folks, understanding that you don't know their emotional state on the other end. I okay. appreciate it, guys. 
that does that help? That gives you what you yeah, need to absolutely. know. Yeah, and I, you know, I kind of jumped ahead because I know all this stuff is fresh, and you guys aren't doing a training on it yet. So <laughs> I wanted to see if I could hop on the call and get some some short answers uh, before the training, and I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it definitely does. That's great, bud. I I appreciate it, and that's what we're here for. That's absolutely what we're here for. All right, super. All right. Uh, we have another person in the queue who's been waiting patiently. Uh, that would be last four digits, three, three, five, seven. Hello. Hey there. Hi. How are you? This is Christy. Um, I listen to your calls a lot, so thank you for all you guys do. I have a question, actually. I have a, well, I have a deal that I've been working on for a while. It's actually a deal I spoke to Chad about at one time, and it's also a deal that came to me via referral from somebody else who's, uh, with all the leads. Um, so basically it's a single family home and I initially offered to pay for all the repairs on the property and split the profit with the, um, heirs, but, um, they were unaware or not transparent. I'm not sure which about how much they owe on the property. Um, some tax liens were auctioned off and the payoff they, the bank, I think, bought back those liens. And so I believe at this stage in the game, what I'm aware of is they owe 200000 to pay off the loan on the property. I think it's worth between three or 300 and 350 and it needs about fifty grand worth of work. I just, I just, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really think there's enough profit margin in there for two investors. And I, but on the other hand, I don't want to say, hey, I'll pay you 200 and you guys walk away making nothing. In fact, you'll probably have to pay for your closing costs and the transfer tax and whatever. So I'm just really, I've been stuck on this deal and struggling with what to do with that. I'm also a licensed realtor as well as an investor. And I'm just trying to figure out like what would be a good deal for both of us, uh, attractive for both of us to move forward. I was wondering uh, if you had any ideas. What mm-hmm. would the, the net be after repairing and selling? Not the gross sale price, but net after closing costs, commissions, everything like that. I mean, if I did the deal by myself and then I did a hard money loan and all the closing costs and holding costs associated with the two closings and all that, I think I'm looking at only a profit margin of like twenty or 25000 which as a single investor, 25000 okay. But like then what turn around and split that with them and I did all the work, it's like it's such a slim margin. And is that if and you buy it at two two hundred? That's if I and that, yes, and that is and that's if I buy it at two hundred. So they get nothing. Mm-hmm. Um get them a uh, see if you can offer them a range for a um a, a cash advance. And uh, and then offer to make a list of the repairs that they should make and even uh, maybe help them coordinate some of those repairs and then just list it for them at the 350. Um, now, generally, I would yeah. go in offering three different options. So that, that may be one of the options is I'll list it at 350. I'll manage your project for you. I'm going to list it at a higher commission, though. So I'll manage the whole the whole thing for you instead of a five percent or six percent commission is going to be an eight percent i'll take care of all of it and i'll arrange for you to get a cash advance 
to be able to fund these repairs. How's that sound? Now, now they're making the extra money, but you're getting a piece for coordinating it. So the 8%, how would you divide that with the other realtor if there's a uh, buyer realtor when you sell it? Yeah, it depends on um, what my market dictates. So in, uh, in my market, um, the typical average uh, buyer agent commission is about 2.4%. So if I did 8%, I'd, I'd give 2.5% to the, um, buyer, uh, the selling firm. Um, if, so, if, if, okay. average, if average 3%, um, I would kind of go with whatever the average is because I want to sell it fast. I might even go a little bit more, but I don't really want you making less if you're managing this project for them. I don't really want you and your side making less than maybe four or five percent, especially if you're running the whole project for them. Okay. Yeah, that makes it a little more interesting. And then um, would you, when you manage the renovation for them, because I was, I was a little hesitant I was more interested in doing that for them when, frankly, there was a much larger profit margin. But now that I see that it's slim, uh, I was like, I don't know. So when you manage a, a construction project like like that for somebody, do you like have them sign an agreement that they guarantee they're going to sell it at the end, or that you know helps you indemnify you, or how do you you just kind of shake shake yeah, on I'm it? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh -huh. sign a agreement. I'll sign a listing agreement right up front. Mm -hmm. um, you may even want to take um, a piece, uh, maybe charge a small upfront fee. So uh, um, the, the listing commission is, uh, let's call it 6%. I get 3%. Um, and then the management fee is $5,000, and that's upfront. So there's a lot of different ways that you could structure it, but I would sign the listing agreement right in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my timer just went off on my phone. Yes, I'm here. Um, okay. Okay, that, that helps me. That gives me some ideas. I, I appreciate it. I mean, the only other opportunity that you would have on that would be if you actually had a, you know, general contracting license, then definitely you could, you could handle it that way. It doesn't sound that that's the case. So as long as you compare that, that additional listing or the, the, uh, yeah, the listing it commission, as long as that matches up with what a lucrative general contracting fee would be, it's it's reasonable, right? And it's easy for you to be able to pitch it to them that way and have that agreement signed up up front, just like, uh, just like Bruce was, was recommending. I think it's an excellent opportunity to be flexible and give them options that most other people will not be doing. Would you then, with this, uh, like this is one option, would, the, uh, would one of the three be, I'll pay you 200 and that's it? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, I certainly don't like to get involved in a flip that I'm only going to make 20 or 25,000 on. Um, 25,000 mm -hmm. can turn to zero. 50,000 yeah. can turn to 25. I can live with 50, uh, a, an estimated 50 turning to 25. I can't live with 25 turning to zero. So that's a really, really thin margin to uh, to operate on. Um, so I, I would probably lean away from offering 200 unless you're really, really confident that you're going to make 25. Worst case. And, 
Yeah, I agree. I usually budget at least 50 profit margin. So that's why I'm like, oh, this is tight. Um, one, one last question, if I, if I can. I heard you talking to another caller about the attorney meetings. How do you directly, I know you said you don't do this maybe up front because you want to build the relationship, but when it comes time, do you eventually directly ask them in a nice way, you know, to send you business, essentially? And how would you phrase that? I, yeah, I'll, I I'll think, start that. And, go ahead. Go ahead. You guys go ahead. Nope. Um, okay. So, yes, I um, I do ask direct, but it's not going to be on that first meeting. I'm usually going to invite them into something later. Maybe it's a networking event. Maybe it's something. Maybe maybe it's the second or third sit-down that we've had. Um, and, and at that point, I'm going to say, hey, you know, do you have a preferred agent? Do you have a preferred investor? And um, what would it take? What would I need to do for you to get on your list of preferred referral partners. What do I need to do? Put put it back on them to come up with what they're looking for because they have something in mind. Um, maybe they don't refer anyone. Maybe at that point, just asking, they say, hey, I've made it, I've made it my mission to never refer anyone because I, I have too many friends in the industry, something like that. At least you know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mm-hmm. just ask it directly. Um, uh, what do I need to do to, uh, if, if do, number one, do you uh, refer business to agents or an investor? Um, and number two, what um, what do I need to do to get on that list? Cool. When you're going to ask business, I find that being very direct is, is the best way. Don't dance around it when you get to the question. Nice. Another Thank way. you so much for all of this. Let me add one other thing, another another approach to this, and obviously now with pre-probate, you have an option you didn't have before. One of the discussions that you can have with uh, with the attorneys is that, uh, you know, previously I built my business and built a pillar of my business around probate. I have recently added pre-probate to that and explain the approach that you take to dealing with people in pre-probate, but you can say that unlike probate where Typically, there's already a personal representative in place and potentially an attorney has been hired. It's often the case that uh, when I'm talking to people now, my pre-probate opportunities, what I'm finding is they don't have an attorney yet. It's relatively new. They don't know exactly what they're doing. And one of the things that I'm looking for is an attorney to use to refer people to. Are you interested in taking on more people and how does that work for you? And certainly, you can make it very clear. I'm certainly not looking for you to, you know, I'm not trying to sell you opportunities, but it's a great way to lead back. You're basically leading with value first. I've got an opportunity. I occasionally find people who need an attorney, and I would like to refer them to you. Would you like me to do that? And if they say, well, that would be great. I'm always looking for more business. If they are, in fact, looking for that, that'd be great. And they say, well, you know, that's the way I build my business as well is through referrals, and I work real hard to earn those. So, I'd like to do that by, you know, maybe getting you some business there and, you know, maybe if you run into somebody along the way that might need an investor uh, that could work as I do, hopefully uh, you'll uh, learn that I'm a great person to refer them to. And you can leave it at that. And you can bet if the person's willing to take your referral, they're likely to potentially want to give you something back. Sounds good. Yeah, I've been giving this attorney referrals and he hasn't given anything back, but it's a new relationship, so I'm not holding it against them. I'm just wondering if at some point I should just straight up ask. So this is really helpful. Thank you. 
Yeah, Great. and I think Tim, your your point is fantastic. You know, to lead with the value, but I also because you are in the business and you're doing deals, and if you're and if you're helping people overcome obstacles in probate, put together some content or whether you're if you have a blog strategy where you're telling stories about what you do in your business, I would at least create something to be able to send over and share with the attorneys. Here's what we were able to do with these folks. If you have anybody in a similar situation, I'd be more than happy to you know, sit down with them and discuss the options on how we could help them in their situation too. Great. Thank you so much, all of you. Thank you. Last thing I'll dump into this, and this is something uh, Jim had brought up before, and that is just keep in mind that if you are able to help them, uh, you know, move into secure cash advance to get some repairs done or for any other reason, you also, uh, you get a piece of that action because the cash referral partner will, in fact, give you part of that back as a commission. So you stand to make money doing that as well. So it's not completely altruistic by helping them go get cash, but you're getting them what they need, which is quick access to funds, and that's important. So all those things are important to do, and, you know, we're glad that we can help you, you and hope we've helped. I'm sorry. So you said a cash advance. That means um, I'm offering them, like, a loan product to help them pay for the repairs? Is that what you're saying? Right. We've we've been talking for the last several weeks now uh, that we've established a relationship that will allow you to um, – offer to people as part of your conversation that um, you definitely can help them with that. In other words, if you have a customer who you're dealing with or an opportunity that you're dealing with that uh, they need money and they need it now, not later, which is often the case, you have the ability to help them by making a referral uh, to our, uh, our folks that do that. And we've established that relationship, and you earn a commission from them as well. So that's kind of the point that I'm making. You uh, have that ability to, to make that work. I would be interested in learning more about that. That's great. Thanks. Okay. Well, we'll 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 put it back up. Make sure we put it on the blog again, and uh, again we'll put the link up. The link is, uh, I believe, it's uh, alltheleads.com probate cash. Uh, and that is correct. If you go to alltheleads.com, probate cash, you will find it. I'm up there now. This Forward. is good. I'll, I'll read about this. Yep. All righty. Thank Perfect. you. You bet. Thank you very much. We'll look forward to uh, talking with you soon. All right. Folks, we're heading towards the end of the hour. We've got a little bit of tiny space at the end. Uh, I'll leave it open for one more second, one more round. Star six and one, if you have anything that you'd like to ask, we'll give you one more second to do that. Otherwise, kind of we're going to bring this to an end. I have a closing announcement I want to make. And uh, if I don't see anybody jumping in the queue, we're going to go on. And if not, I'm going to close the queue and make this point. So we announced the... Uh, pre-probate program. Uh, we've sent you an email about it. We've announced it on this call. We've put it on the podcast and we have held uh, spaces open specifically for subscribers and we're offering you a 20% discount as a subscriber to subscribe to pre-probate. 
We've had a number of people, huge number of people, most successful intro we've ever done for a product, uh, jump on the bandwagon and uh, several counties have already moved into waitlist status. And uh, so we know that it's, it's something that has kind of caught on well. It's good information. Uh, we're going to give you, originally in the email that I sent out last week, uh, that we sent out last week, we said today at the end of business would be the last day you had an opportunity to do that. Uh, in fact, we're going to extend it one more day so that we'll go through the end of the week. So by Friday, close of business. If you if you have subscribed as a subscriber, if you add pre-probate to your uh, arsenal, then you'll get it at a 20% discount. Cost of pre-probate is, is less expensive in your county to add on, obviously, than just probate. Smaller numbers, easier focus, all kinds of good opportunity there for you. Uh, we're offering a free training on it next week. Uh, our MIS folks are going to be reaching out to the folks that have already subscribed and start getting your letters put into place quickly. And uh, we're excited about this product. We think it will be very beneficial for you. Great product for investors. Uh, great product for agents as well, but super valuable for agents, for investors who want to get to them more quickly. So those are important things to be concerned with. And uh, we appreciate you jumping on that, but you've only got until close of business tomorrow. So please don't get shut out. We really want you to participate in this program. Uh, and that's pretty much all I have. I'm going to bring this to an end. We are at close to the top of the hour. And uh, as Jim always says, uh, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate your participation. Take one thing that you've heard, one thing that you've learned, and put it into practice next week, and then come back and tell us how well you did. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Have a great day.